Yesterday was Mother's Day, and a lot of churches were thinking about women and moms in particular uh, in their church. And uh, this is Thinking About It, and I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Stan Fowler. And we're thinking about not just Mother's Day, but we're thinking about um, how men, in particular, we're men, uh, we think about this maybe not enough, but uh, how can we as men be faithful, godly, uh, life-affirming husbands to our wives? And uh, Stan, I just want to read a passage of scripture. We're going to be hovering around this for a little bit. That's right. But this is uh, where where Peter, he's speaking to his... um, the church that is spread out, and he's particularly concerned about the home, where he says, uh, likewise, and there's some context to this, and you can give us that, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, this is English standard, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So let's just talk about how husbands can live with their wives in this understanding way. It's definitely worth talking about. I mean, I've suggested this because I'm, I'm in the middle of preaching through First Peter in another church. And wouldn't you know it, this text comes up on Mother's Day. It's a little dangerous probably uh, to do it, but it has to be talked about. And it's, and it's important truth. As you say, the, the, the likewise... <laughs> You have a likewise starting chapter 3, talking about wives deferring to their husband's headship. And then you have a likewise for husbands. And, and previously, there was a likewise for slaves. And mm-hmm. it all goes back to First Peter 2.13 about um, living in a way that fits within the boundaries of human institutions. And so he starts with human government moves on to those who found themselves slaves. And, and how we submit to that, even Jesus right, submitted. Right. And so we submit to the, the, the orders of creation, as yeah. it were, the way things are that structure human life. And one of those, going right back to the garden at the beginning, is marriage. And often we, we tend to focus on, okay, the wife respecting the husband's headship. But that... I mean, that would have been a way of, uh, I, th- I think that's, there's a timeless sense to that, th- but that was also very much about women fitting into the cultural pattern of the Roman world. But what, Paul, what Peter says to husbands is radically countercultural, and it's subversive of the bad kind mm-hmm. of patriarchy. And so what he emphasizes is that, that <laughs> husbands ought not say women who can understand them. Yeah. Now, you've probably heard that right. sometime. I've heard that a few times. <laughs> I, did I ever say yeah, that? I'm not sure. probably thought it. I, I might have. I might have. I, I regret to say. But, but Peter's saying, if you're tempted to say that, stop saying it. What, what you need to do is learn to, to live with your wife. Literally, it's a, in accordance with knowledge, Greek gnosis, acquired knowledge, understanding. In other words, you need to, to think about who your wife is, what makes her tick. And you know more than you think you know. Yeah, true. But there's always a lot more to learn. Yeah. I mean, I, as, I, as I've been reflecting on this and thinking about teaching this text of the church um, this week, I, I think back over my own experience. Now, 
I'll just say happy anniversary because this is number 44 for you and Eleanor. It's amazing. I, I hear it, but I can't believe it, but thank you. Well, and Donna and I are looking at number 53. And there's a lot of in, wisdom in, 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 in this an, booth. In another month. <laughs> <laughs> we hope there's some wisdom acquired by some years of yeah. slowly learning. So I look back over my own experience and I realize um, one of the things I had to learn early on was that my wife grew up um, without a father. Her, her dad died in a farming accident when she was 13 months old. Her mother never remarried. There was a little bit of time living with, uh, along with grandparents, but, but my wife grew up with a single mom. So she grew up without seeing firsthand mm-hmm. husband, uh, mother, father, husband, wife interacting. So in some ways, we, we had to make up along the way our understanding of how we worked things out mm-hmm. so early on for example i tended to un- to think every every wife would do what my mother did all those years and have that bacon and eggs and toast ready for breakfast you know when when my dad got up and came to the kitchen you had that um i had that but uh my wife had never experienced that mm-hmm. and so i learned early on that she thought a husband probably could uh, get his own breakfast together. And that's okay. It's not a problem. But I, I had to understand. She she didn't have a paradigm from firsthand experience. And, and that made a difference. Now, is that what uh, the weaker vessel means? The, the weaker vessel, I, I think interpreters generally would say, obviously it's emphasizing physically weaker and correspondingly, a kind of, um, how shall I, relationally weaker status. I mean, if men are physically more powerful than history has proven, men may use that to bully their wives around. And so we need to understand our wives have that feeling of, of lack of power. One of the ways I've learned that, and I'm still learning it actually, <coughs> is, is that I need to remember that if my wife floats an idea that we're talking about, that's not the same as one of my seminary faculty colleagues floating an idea for us to think about. I mean, in, among my colleagues, a way of life is you, you float an idea, okay, we all... Shoot it down. We all, well, we, we at least interact with yeah. it. We push back. We ask questions. Mm-hmm. We probe around the edges. We may, we may say, not sure I see it that way. And that, that works perfectly well in the faculty common room, but it doesn't work as well when my wife floats an idea and I start pushing around the edges of it because she has, on many occasions, felt under attack. And I have to say, I'm not attacking. I'm, no, I'm just talking about the idea, probing the idea. Well, it feels like you're attacking. So I have to understand how she feels from a weaker standpoint uh, when, when we talk about those things. Does that ring any bells with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm reluctant. We're, this is being recorded, Stan. It's for public very, consumption. Very <laughs> careful because this does mean something. You know, and obviously there's the physical part. And I often wonder, what about the the psychology, how God has wired women um, just emotionally and perceptively? And there's anecdotal things that we say all the time 
that you can't really say it with confidence because God hasn't revealed to me that that is the way that she is a weaker vessel. But I seem to intuitively know it, and there's a, there's a, a fight against this. If you notice um, lately in our culture, Mother's Day is being more or less replaced by Women's Day. Right. And I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but the women that are being uh, presented on Women's Day are powerful women. Right. And you look at pictures, and none of them are pregnant. And I just, I just think that there's a, an aversion to recognizing that a, a major part of womanhood is that tender nurturing. Not that men can't nurture, but men, men don't bear children, and they don't nurse children. And I think that there's, this has something to do with what it means for a woman to be a, a weaker vessel because uh, they are specially designed by God to deal with weaker children. You know, it makes sense to me. I, in fact, I, I value uh, those occasions when in the public media um, pregnant women are still at work. Yeah. And, and for example, I, my wife and I tend to have on Your Morning on CTV mm-hmm. in the mornings uh, during breakfast. And Kelsey, who does the weather, is, is, is pregnant and pretty far along in pregnancy right so now. So is the CTV girl from Toronto. Used to be here. I forget and, her name. And, oh, uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I've said to my wife on more than one occasion, I, I think it's wonderful. It, it's a way of picturing the, this is who God yeah. made women to be generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, some women want to be mothers and aren't able to yeah. be. But in general, this is, this is the way of women. Pregnancy is not a disease. It's wonderful to see women in public life who are affirming motherhood and affirming, okay, this is child number three, and, you know, this, this is not about uh, uh, minimizing our family. We're happy to have more children. I think it's great to, to see it happen, but, and, but men need to remember who women are and, and, yeah. and the, the difference that makes in the way they perceive our relationships. Right. And, and, and one of the most manly things you can do is to protect something that is precious. Right. You know, we're not talking about a, a football here on the right. gridiron. We're talking about your home, your wife, your children. Um, these are people who need protection. It's a fallen world. And I think a man feels affirmed when he's able to say, this is what I'm looking after. And uh, God help me. I want to do this well. And, and Peter says, think about who your wife really is, understand her, and do it well. And then he adds, honor her. At your equal heirs mm-hmm. of the grace of life. That, that maybe both God has given you both life as his image. The heir idea may look ahead to the age to come and, and say, as, as Paul does in Galatians, we're all, all, all believers are Abraham's mm-hmm. offspring, whether we're male or female. Mm-hmm. We're equal heirs of, of the kingdom. And so I take it, I mean, I've had to learn that means I, I speak well of my wife. Um, I, you know, we've had a couple of disagreements over time, but that's not something that air in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've learned to value her opinions. She's a lot more insightful than I am about some things. And so I need to respect her opinions when she shares them. She has insights that I need. 
I probably should have listened to more of them over the years. Yeah. But all too often, I fear, in, in our circles, we, in, in our pushback against radical feminism, we, we want to put all the focus on mm-hmm. women accepting a kind of order in marriage, a, a kind of husband mm-hmm. headship. Mm-hmm. And Peter talks about that in First Peter 3. But we men should not be polishing the buttons and swinging the stick. We should be asking, how, how, can, I, how can I love her? How can I honor her and, and how can I respect her? How can I understand her? so that I relate to her in a way that's edifying. Yeah, and I think you get that in Proverbs 31. Oh, you do? Where this, this dynamic, industrious woman is uh, encouraged by her husband. Uh, her children rise up and call her blessed. You know, I just think that Christians, we get a bad rap. Uh, we're accused of uh, contributing to this toxic masculinity, uh, this patriarchy. But when you look at all of Scripture, how countercultural it really is, and Lately, I've been reading Song of Solomon, just working through the Bible, and I just was reminded of how tender intimacy is between a man and a woman, just that that interplay between the two, um, the the tenderness that is there. This is countercultural in a day when even today, uh, toxic masculinity says your wife is a tool, uh, use her, and when she doesn't please you anymore, you dump her as all kinds of abuse, but... If someone is really following Christ and the Bible is nourishing their soul, they're going to have a different kind of marriage. They're going to look at women differently. And we need to demonstrate toxic masculinity is not where the Bible goes. Exactly. The exact opposite. Well, we're, we're just coming, coming off of uh, Mother's Day. A lot of churches are thinking about it. Some churches are avoiding Mother's Day because of some of the pains involved. But I do think that this is an opportunity for the church really to address and celebrate the idea of a godly mom, particularly uh, a mom who's raising children uh, to love the Lord. Indeed. So thanks for thinking about this with us. Uh, you can uh, send an email to Stan and myself. Uh, we'd be glad to respond to some of your questions, include them in our next podcast. Thanks for listening. Keep on thinking. <laughs>